This is First Read, a podcast of Edenton Street United Methodist Church, where the preachers for this upcoming Sunday read the appointed text for the first time. Join us now for our first read. This Sunday is November the 5th, 2023. It is the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost. And at Edenton Street United Methodist Church, it is also Commitment Sunday. The appointed texts for this week are Joshua 3, 7 to 17, Psalm 107, 1 Thessalonians 2, 9 to 13, and Matthew 23, 1 to 12. I'm Greg Moore. I'm one of the pastors at Eden Street, and this week I will be preaching in the sanctuary. My name is Ashley Griffith. I'm also one of the pastors at Edenton Street, and I'll be preaching this week in the gathering. And Greg and I both will be focusing on the gospel text, so I will read that now. Matthew 23, 1 through 12. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and his disciples. The legal experts and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, you must take care to do everything they say, but don't do what they do. For they tie together heavy packs that are impossible to carry. They put, them on their shoulder, they put them on the shoulders of others, but are unwilling to lift a finger to move them. Everything they do, they do to be noticed by others. They make extra wide prayer bands for their arms and long tassels for their clothes. They love to sit in places of honor at banquets and in the synagogues. They love to be greeted with honor in the markets and to be address, addressed as rabbi. But you shouldn't be called rabbi because you have one teacher and all of you are brothers and sisters. Don't call anybody on earth your father because you have one father who is heavenly. Don't be called teacher because Christ is your one teacher. But the one who is greatest among you will be your servant. All who lift themselves up will be brought low but all who make themselves low will be lifted up. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Commitment Sunday, Ashley. It's your favorite Sunday. It is. I love a commitment. (laughs) And I love giving my money. Say more. What What if I had been out of town the last few weeks and I'm going, what are we committing to? What is he talking about? Uh, Well, this is the Sunday where we, as um, an entire church, in in ideal, (laughs) have been praying through what our participation in our church is going to look like for this next year. So we as an entire church for the last month or so have been contemplating and praying about the year coming up, 2024, and what our engagement with church is going to look like. the, particularly through four uh, through four lenses, what will worship look like for for me and my household? What will discipleship look like? Um, what will mission look like? And what will financial stewardship look like? Um, and so this Sunday, after having done this kind of work for a month or so, this Sunday we're going to come forward and and make those commitments um, plain. We're going to present those before God and the community. Um, so that we, as an entire church, can plan our life together uh, for next year, and so that's that's Commitment Sunday. Great, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. But <laughs> what you got? Why do we do that? Why do we make mm. commitments? And 
a but and an and. I'm going to use all the conjunctives okay, I can. I'm listening. Is yeah. there another conjunctive? But and <laughs> it or? Is. Yes. Those uh-huh. are they. Okay. As far great. as I know. This, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> why do we make commitments? Um, and I'm just compelled by this gospel reading mm-hmm. that you just read. Because I don't know if it's post-pandemic, and I don't know how long we keep saying that phrase, mm-hmm. um, or if it's just the stage of life that I'm in or we're in collectively. But does making a commitment feel like a burden placed on our shoulders? Like, does it feel like religious weight? Hmm. Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. I mean, my initial thought is yes, it feels like a burden and it feels light. It feels like the burden and the opposite of a burden. (laughs) Freedom from burden, if that's possible to be two opposite things at once. When you first said, why do we make commitments? My initial thought was to save us from ourselves, Mm. from our um, whims, from various competing priorities and projects (laughs) that constantly bombard us, like from too many options whether that be for our time, our money, our hearts, our commitments. I mean, I think about commitments in marriage, with family, with work, with friendships, financially. When you say it and you write it, you proclaim it, you commit, something changes. And now all of a sudden you got to align. So there's a demand Mm. and a a freedom because otherwise – I don't even know what I'm doing most of the time. I'm just kind of out and around, spending, running, doing, responding. And so there's a purposefulness and intentionality and um, like some guardrails <laughs> for myself uh, yeah. and my many appetites. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, not un, it's not unlike um, just the conversation about religion in general uh which uh, i being in our profession we talk about yeah. a lot with folks yeah. uh I, when i say that what i mean is this that um and this is what i heard when you were saying this that it's freedom or, or a light mm-hmm. that comes along with the burden what i heard was um you're going to be committed to something this is just kind of making it plain mm-hmm. and making it obvious what we're committed to. And how that's like religion in my mind is I deeply believe that you're going to be religious. Like mm-hmm. humans are going to be religious. Mm-hmm. The question is, what religion are you? Mm-hmm. Um, like you don't get to opt out of religion. Even mm-hmm. if your religion is, uh, you know, individualism or capitalism or like fill in the blank, you're mm-hmm. going to have a religion. Mm-hmm. The question is, what is your religion? Um, and I, what I heard you saying was like, I'm going to have commitments, even if I'm unaware mm-hmm. of them. If I'm committed to just mm-hmm. like pursuing whatever right. catches Feels my right attention. In the moment. Yeah, yeah, right. Like that that's still a commitment. Yeah. Yeah. This commitment um is uh is just making making it yeah. like plain. Yeah. Like yeah. making it clear what we're committed to. But what is it about money (laughs) like I've been a disciple of Jesus for a long time and I can't say that I've nailed this part of my life in my own discipleship or in my family Um, but hopefully getting closer year by year as I'm invited in with 
like clarity. So even just the way you articulated that and the way I'm speaking into this is helpful to me as I consider all of this, because I feel a temptation to want to shy away from this idea of commitment at all. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about financial commitment in particular. Financial commitment or even just I want to give myself and everybody a um, a permission slip or, you know, a hall pass. I think in the early years of pastoring, I was at a small, really small uh, sort of country church. And I kind of felt like the church police because you'd see people in the grocery store and they'd say, oh, pastor, sorry, I missed it. We were here. It's like as soon as people saw me, they would tell me why they hadn't been at church. (laughs) (laughs) And that made me feel sad because I'm like, I'm just happy to see you. What are you cooking for dinner? (laughs) You know, and some of the time I'm like, I'm there because it's my job and I got to be there. But I'm jealous. I want to go on a trip or, you know, whatever the thing is. So, like, I think I sometimes want a pendulum so far from feeling like a church police around commitment even like with my friends who aren't engaged in church i think i'm so worried they'll perceive me as some sort of church police person that i'm like oh no it's good your own commitments are fine and good but when i really step back i think no it does matter mm. being in and part and participating in a, a christian church and being part of a worshiping community and letting that shape us as people um, in faith and in practice, and that also goes for our money. Yeah, mm. yeah. The uh, while we're confessing, how <laughs> commitment's hard. I mean, commitment for for me and my household mm-hmm. right now is hard just in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have four kids. Mm-hmm. We started high school and kindergarten this year. <laughs> it's crazy, and, and we yeah. feel. Uh, I mean, we we. F- not, not. I mean, take the church activities out. We're, mm-hmm. we're stretched, mm-hmm. and there's this continual guilt that, like, we're not also doing everything at church. Like, we're not mm-hmm. in a small group. We are. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not in um, a Sunday school. We try to be uh, missional, like community mm-hmm. engagement team doing mission work in worship every week. Uh, mm-hmm. Also coming to midweek Bible study. Also coming to youth group. I mean, y'all are doing MW. it. There's like, no guilt. That, so that's. Well, yeah. But the thing is, is yes. like, like. When does this commitment become so heavy right. that it's actually crushing life and not right. not offering right. life? And I'm not saying that's happening. It, yeah. Sometimes it happens to yeah. us. Yeah. Sometimes the, the commitment is, is really heavy and the, the gospel reading sticks right. out to me in that. Um, and so we haven't cracked that code. If yeah. you're still trying to crack the like financial code of mm. what does faithful stewardship mm-hmm. look like? What the moment we're in right now is we're trying to crack like the presence. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what is what does presence look like yeah. and what is enough? Yes. Like what is, what's actually enough hmm. um, that not that we've checked the box to commitment, mm-hmm. but that these commitments are, are, are breeding and, and mm-hmm. giving life. Yeah. And we've been talking about this as a discipleship team and as a staff, because if we're feeling it, um, you know, with our own lives and families, we know that our friends here at church also feel that strain about how much is enough do i need to do all the things that are your that are offered and then we're over here as a discipleship team and staff saying well do we offer less is that the solution or you know make it easier on folks and i think one of the things we're experimenting with is trying to put language in a clear invitation for folks not here are 10 things that were that are happening at church and you must do all to be a faithful disciple but rather um in this process of discernment as we come to commitment hopefully this week even people are asking that question and saying okay church is offering a gazillion ways to be involved so are sports so is school so is civic engagement 
And we don't want to just fly from one activity to the next, dragged out, exhausted. Lord, help us figure this out. Mm. You know, maybe in the past we've come to church periodically, and that's about it. Um, maybe we're going to commit to when we're in Raleigh, we are in church, mm. and that's the next faithful step. Mm. Or maybe you've already been very present in church and in worship, but you've never tried a small group or you've never tried serving um, with others on purpose. So I think, it, you know, giving people the idea, permission to say, what's the next right and faithful step in discipleship? And it might mean saying, for that season, we were all in on this thing. Now, as the season in our life and our family changes, we're going to go all in on this other thing. It should not mean adding more, 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 more. more. Right. Yeah. That's really helpful. Thank you for pastoring me. Could you just come to my <laughs> Greg, I stole that from dinner? you and you, you know come it. come to dinner tonight and <laughs> would love to talk come us to through that. Come to talk to us that. through that. So, yes, the gospel with all of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just noticed, like, you know, we, we are... Uh, <laughs> we we are going to be publicly making our religious commitments <laughs> plain. Um, yeah. And so uh, I, the invitation that I, that I really... I'm so grateful for this week um, is one to be mindful that our, our engagement with the life of Jesus, uh, is not, it shouldn't be a burden that weighs us down. Although there will be times where it's heavy. I mean, following Jesus is heavy sometimes, but this is also the same one who says, take my yoke upon you for Mm. my yoke is light. Yes. And so I love your pastoral invitation. Like what, what in, in this next season feels like mm. we can take the next step and it would feel like life? Mm-hmm. Would it be connecting with my a small group? Would it be engaging and growth through a Sunday school? Like, mm-hmm. like what would feel like life? And right. how can I let go of stuff that might start right. feeling heavy that I need to let go? Yes. Like letting go, that might be a spiritual discipline. In and this. inviting others into life. I mean, everybody is so, and it makes perfect sense why. We're all distraught, mm. and we should be if we're paying attention to the world. Right in our own personal lives, in our households, but in the global sense. I mean, constant grief and just trauma occurring moment by moment. And we're carrying that and carrying that. And so is there any relief in this life? Not just in the sweet by and by. It's not enough to say, oh, well, in heaven, no more tears. Not enough. (laughs) What about now? And does Christ offer any um, hope and relief and lightness uh, that doesn't negate the heaviness of the world that still exists, but the invitation for us as church folk and followers of Christ, I think, is into, you know, there's holding that tension, the heaviness, the lament, the work for justice, freeing oppression, but also to do that work, we have to be, um, we have to have the lightness, the love, the joy of Christ, or we will be squashed. Yeah, that's you right. Know? <laughs> that's right. It's unsustainable yeah. without it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I love that at the end of the gospel reading, um, Jesus moves from uh, from like highly religious language to highly familial language. So he starts talking about family, mm. um, which is, of course, the most basic unit of belonging. Um, you're you're all brothers and sisters. You all have one father. Mm. Um, yeah what do you think that's about like the great equalizer there or what is happening there 
love. <laughs> love. Jesus. Fa- yeah, family. Love. <laughs> it's a Tuesday morning, y'all. <laughs> we got miles to go. Yeah. I think um <clears throat> I think family is uh like family is the place of belonging. Um and the reality is is that there's not equal participation in family Mm. like i think Mm -hmm. and and season to season there's not i Mm -hmm. mean or there's not equal contribution contribution and it's just not like family doesn't function in a like i did more you Mm -hmm. did less family can dysfunction if people aren't participating and aren't like contributing and there's just not um like the first, I'm looking at two paragraphs, at least in the script, the Bible that I'm reading. Mm-hmm. The first paragraph is like very competitive, very com- like comparing, like religion is a means of comparing, uh, who mm. is kind of like the pecking order. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, Jesus undoes a pecking mm-hmm. order by saying, uh, you're actually all family. And, um, you know, I just think about like how family works. The, and it's best it's non-hierarchical. It's non-hierarchical yeah. and it's not like, you know, when you have when you have a, a baby or when you're caring for someone who's very elderly in your family, mm-hmm. their contribution is not... Mm-hmm. It, 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 they're, they're contributing just by being. Yeah. That's the contribution. Yeah. Um, just by being... And not by like being better or doing more, Mm -hmm. just them being is the contribution. And I I really, what I hope for my family and my household and for others is that as we commit to life together over this next year at Eden Street, what we're committing is just being together. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you asked what's enough. Yeah. Right. So belovedness. Yeah. Like we bear God's image. We, we are, we exist. We're here. We're together. And that is enough. That's more than enough. Yeah. Christ in us. Um, And the invitation to purposely step out of titles, positioning, privilege. I mean, that's a lifelong journey. Yeah. Um, putting those things down and again and again, even in church and especially in church and in the world, like those pedigrees, those um, accolades and titles are not where it's at. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. I also have heard uh, from a lot of folks, both from industry, but outside of industry that the hardest thing about coming back to church after the pandemic is just feeling like you've been a deadbeat, Mm. like coming back in the doors and anticipating people saying, where have you been? Or Mm. feeling like you've got to explain. um, Yeah. yeah. Can we say right here and now (laughs) you're about to say it. You don't have to explain. You don't. No one's a deadbeat. You're, you're still family. (laughs) Like you're still family. And like it, like it, there's no, uh, yeah, I, I just, 
Oh, I wish we could take that away. I know. But I get it. I know that yeah. feeling too. Yeah. yeah. Like, where have you been? Like, someone's keeping score and you That's haven't right. done enough. That's right. Why would you want to reenter that, even though you know there's life to be found? I wish we could write, maybe we can right here and now say, let's let that go. Yeah. I hope, yeah. I, I want, let's let that go. I want to. Like, this yeah. is not a time to say or to hold up, like, we're the people who kind of have been here every mm. Sunday through the whole pandemic or, um, yeah. like, that's not, we're not trying to, weave yeah. the largest prayer shawls and right. say that we're the ones who've held it together. What's the time to say that like we belong to each other yes. and we're family. Yes. Um, and it's good to see people. That's all. That's good news. That's all. I like that. I hope that's yeah. not heavy. No. <laughs> I hope that's that is grace. Like, yeah. Grace. Thank you. Yeah. Amen. Well, we're praying for, uh, each household, um, to, to, to find the way that is light and life to engage in ministry together next year. I said this at the end of worship for the last few Sundays. I'll say it here. I do really still believe that the local church is one of the greatest acts of hope mm. in the world where people show up and um, belong to one another. Mm -hmm. And the only thing compelling them to do that is the spirit of God which makes us all belong to one another. And so, um, yeah, wherever you are in that journey, we want you to know that you belong, and uh, we hope to see you on Sunday. We do. See you then. Bye.